business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Now I make money moves. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast, the show created to provide you with the practical and strategic advice to help you level up in fitness, business, your career, your relationships, and your life. My name is Joseph Metzel. I am your host, and I have a very special guest for you guys in this episode of the podcast, Corey Batwell. Welcome, brother. Dude, thanks so much for having me. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Massive Joe's headquarters. You just uh, literally just flown in from the Gold <laughs> Coast uh, to come and spend some time uh, here at, at, at Massive Joe's headquarters and to be a guest on this podcast, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, for the listeners and the viewers who are learning about you for the first time, give us a little bit of an elevator pitch. Who are you? What do you do? Where have you come from? Uh, and uh, and why is it important for me to have you on this show? <laughs> I can answer the last question if you like. <laughs> oh, we got we got some pressure on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, so, like, essentially, what I do is I help business owners and entrepreneurs like reach their full potential. People get stuck at a certain phase in their life, or whatever it be, health, career relationships, like you name it, and they're like, "Oh, I have this snakeskin." On at the moment. And I sort of need to shed all of this snake skin so that I can be a new, new version of myself. And yeah, I run like a group coaching program and help people just go through and it's taken off in the last like five, six months. And the results and the testimonials and things are just super, super overwhelming. And one thing that I try to do, like myself personally, is I try to live up to all of those standards um, that are like really high to show people that you can do it and have balance with the things. Let's say that I don't get out of balance. Stuff happens all the time that's bad, but I try like my hardest to make sure that I'm doing that. And I think obviously, as you know, for someone who's a business owner, who's who like has the muscles, eats all the food, competes competitively, has the discipline, like you know how like hard that is. And then balancing that with like a huge business like this and like with like your partner, you have an awesome partner with like your wife. It's like doing all of those things. It's like, it's overwhelming, right? And there's like so many skills to learn. So yeah, that's essentially what I help people. And as you said, we could spin them at the same time. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, man. That's it. You're also uh, so in addition to what you do professionally, which is the the coaching. Um, you're also a WBFF pro Ooh, yeah. yourself. So yep. you're you're practicing what you preach in terms of balancing all the different areas of life. Um, and you know the reason why I wanted to get you on the show is because you effectively do full-time what I do for an hour a week on this show, right? <laughs> is provide practical and strategic advice to help people level up in all areas of their life. That's what you do for a living. Uh, and so I'm super, super excited to have you on the show, man. And I'm really, you know, uh, just excited for the listeners and the viewers because we're going to take some deep dives into, I think we've got a list of four or five different things that that you kind of see as recurring themes through your business and what you do for a living, uh, you know, in trying to get people to shed this, shed the snake skin, as you say, and kind of get to different levels. Uh, you mentioned that you specifically coach business owners and entrepreneurs, but what we're going to discuss uh, applies to everything, right? If you're if you're not a business owner and entrepreneur, you're just an, you're an employee or you're in a management position or whatever the fuck, right? If you if you're trying to get better whatever your life looks like at the moment and you want to take it to the next level, this is where we're going to provide some real practical and strategic advice. Oh, we got the blueprint. Oh, we do, man. <laughs> so I want to start with, you know, we were talking off camera a little bit before about this, this deep reflection and self-awareness 
practice and something that you do through your coaching is you kind of tie the mythology piece into there as well. Talk to me a little bit about that and, and how the listeners and the viewers can kind of implement these different strategies and techniques that you use with your clients. Oh, for sure. I'd like to ask you like one question. That's sure. like, what do you think is one of the like best things that you learned from like uni? I think my my time at university and I spent way too long at uni. Let me just, <laughs> let me just, man, I spent longer at uni. sexy bachelors over there. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Corey's just pointing to my, I've got my, um, my degrees in the corner of the boardroom here at Massachusetts headquarters, which is where we shoot the podcast. So Corey's just pointing to those. Um, man, I spent longer in tertiary study at university than I did in high school. Just to, kind of, just to kind of put that in perspective. So I was at university for seven and a half fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of years, bro. It's, it's a lot of years, man. <laughs> um, but look, you know, the the one thing, I, so I studied two two different professions. I studied law, ended up with a first class honors degree in law, and I studied, studied mechanical engineering, first class honors degree in mechanical engineering. So obviously, I learned a lot about the law, and I learned a lot about mechanical engineering. But I think overarching across all of that tertiary study that I did, the one thing that I really took away from it was how to think. Boom. That is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly the answer that I was looking for. And I think, you know, interestingly enough for me, because engineering is very analytical mind. Law, a lot of people think is analytical, but it's actually more creative mind. So it, it allowed me to learn how to think with different parts of my mind, analytically through the engineering and then creatively through through the, the legal study. Do you have many people that like, you know, that I work with and stuff that just wouldn't be aware of that mm. and that's even a possibility? Yeah, 100%. I, I think um, a lot of men in particular through mm. just, just talking about like the standard like of what people go through because I, I experience this as well. Like yeah. you finish school and you're like, what the hell? If you haven't found your purpose, it's like, well, what the hell am I going to do? Work here or get a job here or I'll do something this or go down this path for whatever it is for, for like a certain period of time. Then you sort of get sick of that and you go, oh, what's next? You know, what else I can do? The next minute, you know, five, six years ago, you're like, what the hell have I done? And one of the best things that I learned like going to uni was to like really think exactly what you said, like diving in really deep. And I do believe that a couple of hundred years ago, like years ago, it was like a, like a thing. Like men would very, like they'd compete with their um, – intellectual game. And I don't know if it's an Australia thing for whatever it is, but I never really experienced that too much. It was more like, how much fun could we have? Let's do something physical when we were kids. It wasn't cool. But when you hit to an age of, you know, when you start getting to your mid-20s, early 20s, mid-20s, and you want to be successful, you want to crush stuff, you know, even to your 30s, you want to, you know, do really well, is you sort of miss that component, right, of being able to, like, if you've never learned how to think deeply, it's like, how are you going to do that? Like you're sort of missing that little bit of skill. And when you're getting into business and you learn these things is your decisions are so powerful, right? Like how powerful decisions you make. You're going to make like being here, you have to make so many decisions like every single day. Um, and it's literally being able to understand and recognize what specific uh, decisions you need to make, but how to, as you mentioned, analyze and think deeply like on the certain things and make a decision. And then also when things need that creative point of view is learning how to be creative, figuring those out to make specific decisions. And if you don't have that skill and then you try to start a business or whatever it is, it's extremely hard and you muddle through. And the only thing that's going to get it through is that sort of warrior within yourself. Like, you know what it's like when you just like, you know, in your comp prep mode like you are now, yeah. anything that needs to be get done, man, is going to get done. Nothing's going to stop you. <laughs> like 100%. nothing will stop you yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Whatever. Anyone do this. I've got it. <laughs> like, yeah. So people rely on that for a long period of time. 
and you would obviously know what it's like, but if they rely on that for a long period of time and they don't have the skills, panic, anxiety, depression, unclarity, can't make decisions. It's just like head noise that goes on. It's like, what is the the tools that I need to do? How, how do I do this? And it's like, well, firstly, when I'm talking about stuff, it's sleep, eat well, exercise <laughs> first, give yourself, you know, a little bit of a boost energetically and then start getting into the... Uh, thinking exercises and learning that skill. I think it's so important. So thanks for asking that question. Of course. So how do we do it? <laughs> you know, if, if you're, you know, if you're listening at the moment and you're watching this at the moment and you're kind of going, fuck, this is hitting it, you know, this is hitting a chord with me. You know, I am in this exact situation and I don't really have the skills that I need to take whatever area of my life I'm trying to get to the next level. How do we do it? Yeah, man, that's such a, like, such a good question. The most logical answer to do, like the most logical answer would to be like, seek out some help. Mm-hmm. Like the most absolute logical answer would, um, would be to do that. Because it depends, like it sort of depends where you are in that position. Because if, if you're someone who's in a really stressed out position who can't like manage their time really well, or as we were talking about off the podcast, prioritize really well. Yes. Um, let's say someone come to me and wanted to do my program and they were like, they couldn't squeeze in three hours a week, which is all like it takes to do. And they couldn't squeeze in three hours a week to go through the stuff. It's like, well, then they're never going to be able to do it. So the first thing for that person to do would be like free up some time. You know what I mean? Whatever way that is, whether it's leadership, coach, like whatever you got to do, it would be free up some time. So sort of dependent for specific people. But if we were going in terms of, um, just structurally, like what you could actually do if we're thinking about, you know, someone just like randomly, like if they sort of come to me and I was like, this is the first thing I would um, help them figure out was get really, get really specifically clear on like their purpose. And have you read the book? Um, oh my goodness, I'm losing it. It's, uh, it's on the top of my head right now. Start with why? Not start with why. But close, great book. Yeah, <laughs> no, this is the Untethered Soul. Is the book I was uh, looking. Have you ever read that book? I have not. No, it's a real good book. And one of the things that they explain there, the author does, is, is he asks, you know, where does energy come from? This is a real good answer. We've got the the obvious biological answer, which is, you know, well, ATP, mitochondria, my cells power everything up. Got some time and some energy to do stuff. But the other one is this. Do you remember when you're like real young, like 14, 15, and then you're in bed and it's like late at night and you're like about to go to sleep, whatever, or even like 18 years old and then a girl messages you like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You're like up ready, like <laughs> after shave on, like boom, out the door. It's like, yeah. where did that energy go, bro? You just played video games about to pass out. Mm. It's like you were so excited because something was going to like impact your life. Mm. So Start With Why is obviously a great book, but to get really clear on like your own purpose and summon it and know that it will last for a certain period of time until you need to summon a new one. So that's the thing I say, get really clear on that first. Understand like your vision on like, the most detailed level. Like people think, oh, like I'll just, you know, write down one page. Things like, no, 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 no. Like get like really clear on that. Spend like a week or two weeks really figuring that out. Um, it took me years to, to like really figure out like what mine is and that's like to inspire young ambitious men by consistently overcoming myself. And that, you know, it's one little phrase, but there's so many tail ends of like that, that make that up. And then the second, the second thing I'll say, <laughs> this is providing structure is, Finding a hierarchy that works really well for you for prioritization. And I created one that um, I have worked and explained to a lot of people, a lot of people that I work with, and I love it. And it's sort of bulletproof at the moment. I have never had, haven't had one bad review on there. I like upgraded Maslow's hierarchy of needs to 
something more practical for people now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Maslow's hierarchy of needs is survival. I'm like, well, you know, the, the first thing on Maslow's hierarchy of needs is basically like, it says physical needs, right? You, you know Maslow's hierarchy mm-hmm. of needs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically that means if you've got a roof over your head, you know what I mean? Have you like got access to, to water and food and things like that? I'm like, we don't, we're abundant in that. Like 2022, we're so abundant. There's not like, especially in Australia, westernized world, it's not likely that, you know, majority of people don't have that problem. So I was like, okay, what do we, what do we need to like optimize ourselves and figure these things out? The first step is optimizing your brain and your body. So it's just like physiological health needs. So like physiological health, let's, let's figure that out first. That's the bottom of the pyramid. The second thing is self-love and self-acceptance. And it's a lot easier to love yourself when you are mentally a bit sharp, you're learning, you've got some tools, and you're physically in shape and your health is good and you're not self and you're not self-sacrificing it. It's easy to like yourself. You look at yourself, oh, I'm a bit more confident. Like, oh geez, like that person looks more confident. How much more confident do you feel like when you're like haven't got any injuries, you look good, and like you've got energy? Like hugely. Oozes out, right? But not not even me personally, man, is that you know uh, fortunately that's what I do for a living, you know, <laughs> is is help people physically, you know, through their physical appearance, improve their lives. But you right. chose that as well. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't say it's fortunate, bro. Like you chose that for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, true. That is yeah. a choice. Yeah. And then, so it's easy. So then the next thing is focus on, all right, how can I really like and accept myself for all the bad, all the good, whatever it is, figure out where I'm at, really like myself and continue to respect myself and stop self-sabotaging or self-sacrificing myself in any areas. The next step um, is stress. Understanding obviously mental stress, how it works and physical stress because wouldn't you agree that if you sort out your physical needs in your mind, then you can really like yourself? Wouldn't you agree that it'd be a lot easier for you to have the skills and capabilities to be like, cool, now where's the stress in my life? What are the tools that I need to use and actually learn them so that I can deal with them as best as possible? Huge. Huge. Boom. Focus on stress, how it works. Parasympathetic, sympathetic, calm, and alert. We figure it out. Understand the tools, where it's at in our life. Okay, let's, things are starting to move forward. Next thing after stress is your relationships. Because wouldn't you agree again that if you're physically and mentally like better than normal, you really like yourself, you know how to deal with stress, that you're in that stage where you can like, okay, if I could go to these tools, I I should be able to create some really good relationships. Whether they're customers, employees, business, friends, intimate, like whatever that is, it's like, it's going to be easier to focus on those. And I think relationships is like the most important. Your network's your net worth. Like that's knowledge, information, people you can rely on, trust, whatever that is. Like you can build good relationships. Like that's the single thing that's worked like best for me for all everything that I do and any success that I have is like everyone around me has played a massive part in that. Then the step on top of that is finance. And I believe once you sort of figure those things out, you can ask yourself the question is, okay, well, what is the finance that I need to live my most desired life? Like what is that? And what, is, what does that look like? For some people that I work with, they're like, oh, I've got it. Like, for sure. Other people that live with, the majority of people are like, there's like, that's massive. Like the amount that I have money that I need to achieve to do all the things that I want to do. It's like, good. You need to get a business mentor like you. <laughs> Figure it out. So you can, you can get there. If you're physically in shape, you really like yourself, you can deal with stress and you're good at relationships, figure that out because that's going to start to give you some like direction. The next step on that is what's the hierarchy of climbing in terms of your career? Are you a business owner? 
and you're going to go that way. You want to scale your business. Are you an entrepreneur? Do you value freedom? Are you really like, do you love your job and you want to scale that? Or are you like a professional, whatever industry it is? Like what hierarchy specifically are you climbing? Bit of a Jordan Peterson thing. So all men need hierarchies. I'm like, cool. Well, what is that personally? Why are you climbing this one? And then the top one is impact. And that is to ask yourself the question, who do you want to serve? Serve them, but really figure it out who it is. For me, it's like business owners, business owners, entrepreneurs who want to optimize their life in, in all areas. And it excites me to my core, bro. And just knowing that, I don't care, literally. It's so, it was so funny because like even thinking about, obviously when you, when you first start making money and like whatever it is, you're going to like have periods of time where it's like, oh, there's not much coming in. And I went for a period of like six, seven months ago. Where I was like, oh, there's not much coming in. And I was like, well, what would I be doing every other day? Because you have these self-doubt things. I'm like, what would I be doing every day if, you know, this, if this wasn't it? And I'm like, this is it. This is what I, I'd be doing this every single day. So what, what can I complain? And then literally it was like two weeks after that, everything's just gone up like this. It's amazing and how it's all coming in. I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do. And I'm doing it. And this is the best. Like, <laughs> it doesn't get better, man. So when you really figure that out, it's really great to, you know, have a look at. For some people, it's family. For some people, like, it really is. Like, for some people, it's family. For other people, it's, like, specific groups of people. And, like, oh, I'd like to ask you the question, bro, because, like, in terms of the hero's journey, entrepreneur's journey, and the king's journey, I talk a lot about in my coaching, is, like, who do you specifically most love serving? And before we answer, or I think about the business. <laughs> this is Joseph Menzel. Who do you specifically most like to serve? So I, I uh, firstly, before I answer your question, <laughs> this is fucking brilliant, man. Oh, like, you, you know, just the, the um, priority of needs and the way that you kind of set that out. Uh, it, it's beautiful. Like Thank it, you. The, the, articu oh. the articulation is beautiful. And I can tell you from my life experience thus far that it is uh, perfect. And and, the, and, and you, yeah no but the way that the way that you articulate it, and guys I really like you may have to actually pause go back listen to Corey again and actually take notes literally I've been you see me I'm taking notes you guys are watching you can see this I'm taking notes as Corey's going through this and I know this shit intrinsically because I fucking lived it but the way that you articulate it you know getting your physical and mental state in in where it needs to be self love self acceptance. Figuring out how to manage your stress using meditation type techniques, using mindfulness type techniques, working out what relationships are important to you, prioritizing those relationships, finance, career hierarchy, and then impact is it's fucking brilliant. Thank you, man. So I, I just want that. I just wanted you to know that right <laughs> yeah. is is I feel I, that I, in here, bro. Thank I've you. I've lived that shit, and yeah. it, and and it's brilliant. Back to your question. So I kind of split it my impact statement, so to speak, right? Is I split it into two things. I have my just cause and then I have my why, which is why the Simon Sinek book was top of mind, you know, um, start with why. So my just cause has to do with, you know, what I spend most of my time doing. And my just cause is to help and inspire people to improve their lives through health and fitness by providing products, information, and experiences. Boom. How sexy right? is that? That's yeah. the just cause. That's the impact statement. Love it. My why is to make the most of the opportunities that my parents and my grandparents fought and sacrificed to give me. Those are my two, you know, that's why I do what I do. And that's my just cause. That's the, the impact that I'm trying to have at this point in my life. And I'm very well aware that as I 
go down the journey of life, that those things will likely change. But where I'm at right now, that's where I'm at. Bro, I love hearing whys so much. Mm. And like one of the first weeks of my course is like we really get clear on people's whys and help yeah. figure that out. Man, the, the clarity is so fucking important. But it's the effort that people put into to get it. Obviously, you've been doing this like for so long. You've been business, yeah. like working your ass off for it. So like your why is so refined and it would mean so much to you. Like as you were saying it, I'd be like chills. I will never get old or never get sick of hearing people's whys. It is like, well, seriously, one of my most favorite things every time. Ooh, so good, so powerful, man. Yeah, I think um, you know the the if there's if there's one really kind of poignant piece of strategic advice that I want to give at this point is to get that clarity around the impact you want to have around your why or around your just cause, whatever that looks like for you. And one of the things that I see a lot of the time is the way I articulated my just cause started with the impact I wanted to have on the people I wanted to have it with, right? So a few years ago, it was structured the other way, right? It, the, the, the just cause statement, the mission statement, the impact statement, whatever the fuck you want to call it, was flipped around. So it was, I want to provide the products, information, and experiences to help and inspire people to improve their lives through health and fitness. And then as I've kind of got a little bit more experience and a little wiser, I knew that, you know what, I actually need to focus on the impact I want to have first, not the vehicle that's going to help me have that impact. So the products, the information, the experiences is the vehicle, but the impact is the most important thing because the vehicle will change over time, right? So what is the impact you're trying to have? Who are you trying to have the impact on? Get very, very clear, very, very granular on what that looks like to you. And then you can figure out what the vehicle looks like to have that impact on those people. Because no matter what, man, you're going to build forward momentum. Yeah. As I talk about, you get forward momentum just a little bit. You get like, okay, this is my impact, my vision, and like my purpose. And like for someone, let's say they figured out, they're like, damn, I wanted to be a pilot. Like imagine that. And it's like, cool. Imagine if they're like, 27 years old, they want to be a pilot and they've had some success and then they're not so financially stable or whatever it is and they want to be a pilot. It's like, well, you're going to have to sacrifice for four or five years of study, whatever it is, until you can get your pilot's license and you have to go through and get a job. However, if you know that that is 100% for you and you understand that that is there, like any step that you take towards that is just going to be so fulfilling, like so fulfilling. And one thing that I like to say to people as well is once they've figured that out, and they've helped understand exactly what they, their, their, their impact or their, their vision, their purpose, whatever it is, and they get really clear and understand it is that's a skill now. Mm. You can have it again. Mm. Like, and every time you need it, wherever you get stuck with something, you know, let's go back to basics, figure that out, and then we can go through it. Because any step that you take from there is going to be a step in the right direction for you, even if it's scary. I'll repeat that again. Even if it's scary as fuck, like, it'll take you there. Go towards it. Yeah. You mentioned um, kings, magicians, the mythology piece and how that kind of ties into um, – you, you kind of skated over it real quick, but I think that this is really important. Um, I've actually never mentioned this on a podcast before, so I'm super happy that uh, that, that you're the one to do it because I, oh, I think you'll <laughs> articulate it better than I can. But just talk the listeners and the viewers through this, through the, the mythology piece. Cool. You know, when you're, when you're wearing the king's hat, when you're wearing the magician's hat, how does that – What's the purpose of that and how does it add value? All right. I'll start at like a little introduction of it and then I'll start working my way through. So people who are listening, put your thinking caps on because I'm about to get into it. So essentially, I think it's really important, men in particularly, learning myth. Um, obviously, I'm 
in terms because I'm going to compare like men and women here, but this is just like ratios. I'm speaking on majorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of through the study of stuff that I've researched, if, and it's a little different now because women this days and age then, you know, in the 1940s is completely different. They've got purposes that are out there and they're crushing it. My partner's like a perfect example. She's like doing really well in her business and all these things. She's got a purpose and she's just boom. But for girls who don't find their purpose, they're family. Have a children. There's, there's a statistic out there that's like, I'm not kidding. It's something like 99% of women have children and 50% of men have children. Like, whoa. Interesting. Crazy statistic, right? Crazy statistic. So... I thought that was like quite fascinating. Now, the thing is what men need to have in order to find fulfillment is sort of their own mythology or their own religion. And they can apply that onto their own life through things and understanding that we've lost it. Like if you think of like, you just go to Christianity, Hinduism, um, and you go to any Eastern mythology or like look at Greek mythology, whatever it is, like it was studied and there was so much respect around it for men. There was so many temples back in there were like, no, girls aren't allowed in here. Things like that were crazy now. But like back then it was like for men for specifically understanding like what mythology is and then apply that to themselves. Sorry if I'm going a little bit too hectic, guys, a little bit boring. We, we, we'll get into it. I just need to have this background for the moment. And the whole thing is, you know, creating your purpose, having that hierarchy that I mentioned before is like, okay, where can we apply our own mythology onto ourselves? And the most easiest way to explain it is I talk about the hero's journey. And the hero's journey is, you can read, there's so many books on it, so many books on it. Joseph Campbell's the best hero with a thousand faces, really good book. Anything Joseph Campbell talks about it. But hero's journey has been told through all different stories myths, religions for the whole period of time. And they've just broken down like every single religion, every single myth, and they follow like the same thing as like 12 to 15 steps. <laughs> and you can see it in every single movie. Like uh, you watch any Lord of the Rings, um, Harry Potter, you know, they, they all got the same sort of, you got someone who's in their little home, like wherever it is, and then they get called to this world, whatever it is, like the Hobbit has to leave the Shire, Harry has to go to Hogwarts. Then like, no, and they don't let him go. And the next minute a wizard shows up and helps them through all these tests and trials. Like, and then they eventually get the skills and they get really good and then they meet the girl and go through these challenges and blah, blah, blah. They get the gold. Go it's back. the archetypal journey. Yeah. It's what Star Wars is based it's on. It's exactly what Star Wars, right? 100%, right? Yeah. So it's then applying that to yourself and understanding where you're at. We can go into it like, into that in detail, specifically figuring that figuring that out. But a tool that I like to use in sort of to um, optimize that is the four masculine archetypes, which Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette created, which is king, warrior, magician, and lover. And as a guy, telling stories and understanding myth is having them are so, so powerful. Now there's like 12, but I'm like, that's just too much to be on top of like myself personally. I'm like, I'd rather just work with uh, the four because it makes a lot of sense to me. And basically the hero's journey is like a journey we can apply to our own lives in terms of maturing, you know, maturing as a man. Like where are you going? Where's your responsibility? Whether it's a leader in your business, at home, your health, fitness, you're on hero's journeys all the time for everything. Now what's like really important is understanding that we all have like immature king warrior magician lover which is i can't remember specifically what it's called you've got like uh like a high chair tyrant is another representation for a king um uh you got like the needy boy uh which is like the lover like whatever so there's immature ones and what happens is on the hero's journey us as men if we're not conscious of these things is we turn into men but we still have immature archetypes that are like running rampant like in our brain. And it isn't till we locate ourselves on the hero's journey or what we're doing within our life that we go, where am I immature and how can I mature? 
Now that's just a background. I'm going to explain King Warrior Magician Lover now, guys, so that we can understand. So there's four masculine archetypes, which to explain an archetype, it's sort of a, I'm going to try to make this easy because there's a difficult one in my head and articulating that is hard as well. Um, Carl Jung would phrase it is they are sort of like, the easiest way to explain it would be characters within yourself and you, you explain them. Like when you rock up to work, boom, you're showing king energy. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to lead with love today. A lot of people think, you know, you're aggressive leaders. You know, that never works. I'm going to lead with love. I'm going to do some good things and I'm going to make real good decisions and I'm going to be clear on those. When you're at home, you can be like, I'm going to be a lover. I'm here with my wife. Like, share the day. I'm going to show up as, a, as the best lover ever. When you're getting really creative, using that creative brain that you learn from Laura's things, you got to write things, business strategies, figuring like things out, whatever it is. That's getting those creative juices going. That's magician. And then warrior is like, yes, yeah, you in the gym. Boom, I got to go crush this stuff. The way to explain it, how it works is the king is the driver to the car. He's driving. He makes decisions. I want to go here. I want to go there. The warrior is the gas pedal and the gear stick. And I tell you what, man, there's so many people that got their pedal to the metal and they're in gear one. Me. <laughs> it's like, you got to shift up some gears, bro. But they can't do that unless the king does. Like they're lacking, you know, uh, king archetype energy in quotations. Um, the magician is the GPS. He's going to figure out where we're going. You got to punch that, punch that into the GPS. Where are we going, man? And they'll help you get there. And then the lover is the fuel tank. You ain't got no love in your life, bro. Like where's the juice? Like what's, what's, what's going to be happening there? Now the thing is, is there's posit positives and negatives to both. Too much king, you're a tyrant like Hitler bossing people around too much, blah, 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 blah. Usually comes from a lack of like love. Then you've got not enough king, which doesn't have like the, uh, you know, doesn't like authority, can't make decisions, is like a little bit trampled over with things. Oh, okay. Like uncertain with how they are. Same thing with warrior. Too much, like too much warrior. You're hurting other people, pushing them away. Not enough warrior. It's like you're hurting yourself. Magician. Too much magi magician. You're quite manipulative. It's like, ooh, and you don't realize it. And you're like, oh, like being manipulative with like whatever it is. And it's hard to sort of figure out when you're being manipulative. And then you're like, ooh, being a bit, mm. I can't say that word properly. <laughs> manipulative. Manipulative. We got it. We got we'll it. We'll get there. Um, and then not enough magician is playing the innocent all the time. The victim. Not me. I didn't do that. Whatever it was. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. No. Not me. Can't take the blame. That is not enough magician. Too much lover, attachment, not enough lover is withdrawn. I know a lot of men can relate to that as well. All goes in a cycle, man. Start with a lover, fill your juice up, figure out your why, passion, purpose, who you want to serve, sort, sort all that out. Gets to the king, makes some real good decisions, helps the warrior go out there. The warrior protects everyone, but helps the warrior go out, do what he needs to do, and then what he does help get to do is figure out the magician as well. And then the magician can create the perfect plan. And the magician's the only introverted archetype. So anytime you're introverted, the magician is at play. And then you move through. Now, what's really powerful as a tool of just learning that is where are you at currently with those things and where do they show up in your life? Like, when are you actually demonstrating being a lover, when does it need? And what's like the ratios? Because at work, like Massive Joe's here, for example, if you're with like your team and you've got everyone here, you're like, cool, so I'm going to be king. Like I'm king a lot of magi magician energy because I'm working on my uh, computer, but I need to turn up the lover a little bit because I'm a leader here. I've got people rely on me. And like if I compliment someone, that's going to mean so much to them because, you know, I'm the boss. So having just awareness of that, cool, so I'm going to show up today in the office, 80% king, 20% lover. I'm going to 
compliment bloody everyone. I mean, acknowledge everyone in here. Make them feel amazing. Get this stuff going because I love them that they're here. They're serving me and I'm trying to help serve them back. Does that sort of make sense? I could go on for ages, but I'll just kind of start to come. Man, to me, it makes so much sense. And it, it you know, it's something that I personally am super aware of, right? I'm super aware of, uh, once again, the way you articulate it uh, through the through the mythology and, and wearing these different. I, I like to think of it as wearing different hats, right? Wearing the king hat, the warrior hat, the magician yeah. hat, the lover hat. Um, but so much of it is like the yin and the yang of different parts of your personality or different archetypal characters that live within you at the same time, you know. And just making, I, I think, you know, one of the most valuable things is just having the awareness of it. Like, I don't think that a lot of people are aware that there are different archetypal characters that live within them. You know, they just think that they are king all the time and that's it. Or they're lover all the time or whatever archetypal character they naturally identify with, they kind of commit to that. And there's just not awareness of, no, 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 hold on a second. There are these different elements to your personality. There's different elements to your character that live within you at the same time. And it's just about figuring out where the yin and the yang is. You know, where are you too much king and you need to be a little bit more lover? Where are you too much warrior and you need to be a little bit more king? Where are you too much magician and you need to be a little bit more lover? You know, how do these things kind of kind of balance out through different different uh, times in your life, through different periods of the day? Like the, the example you gave for me is me down to a fucking T, right? <laughs> right? And I can tell you do this for I'm a living, right? No, you made the right assumptions, but it's exactly right, man. You know, when I'm, when I'm at home with, with uh, my wife, Amy, me and you've met my little puppy today, yeah, Ella. So you know, I'm I'm primarily lover, right? When I come into the office here, I'm primarily king. When I'm in the gym, I'm primarily warrior. And when I'm working on something creative, I'm primarily magician. You nailed it, right? But at the same time, I'm not 100% king when I'm here running the business, right? There's elements of warrior, there's elements of magician, there's elements of lover. And it's about figuring out what that balance looks like at different times, during the day. For you specifically. 100%. Because as you kept, it was so funny when you said um, personality types. Don't know if you noticed, but this is really cool. So the inventor of personality types was Carl Jung. He created like all personality types. You know the 16 personality types mm-hmm. tests, another one? The ENF, ENFPs, ENFT, extroverted, intuitive, intuitive. Yeah. Mm, I can't remember the other ones. And um, yeah, so he was the one who also came up with, you know, like the, the King Warrior Magician Lover stuff. Like he started all that as well. It's just a different way of looking at it. Now the 16 personalities is like, you know, too many. That is it's too so much, much going on. There's a lot going yeah. on. But you see yeah. the little characters, one's yeah. like a magician. You're like, oh, that dude. So sort of figuring out like, you know, what you are at baseline because this is really cool. And this is what I figured out. <clears throat> Just clearing my throat because people listen to this one. Is your specific environment and situation that you are in right now will demand of you a certain king, warrior, magician level level on all those scales. And if you're not matched up to that at the moment, backwards momentum. That's it. Because wherever you are, if it's like, if you're a business owner and you're not showing up as a king, you're not showing up as a lover, everyone in your business, um, that's demanded from you to be, it's like, get someone else in to fill that role and then you do something else within your business, even if you're the owner. Because um, if your personality type or you can't keep up with that demand, is you're going to start feeling shit and you'll start 
getting out of your own head. For some people in the same position, they want to experience uh, like a better King Warrior Magician lover sort of um, ability. They want to get challenged. They want to go, oh, how can I change these things? But they're just stuck doing the same shit every day. It's like, get a new job, move somewhere else. <laughs> you have to make a big decision in order to change your situation environment. But then there also can be small things. Like within your house, what you do, you can literally just change like your whole get up for whatever it is for whatever um, demands of you, which I think is so important to know because then it puts the control back into your seat and you can sort of make the decisions for where you want to go. So fucking good, man. <laughs> it's so good. Thanks for saying that, but, man. Uh, honestly, man, like just the, the, you know, the, the, we've been going like 30 minutes now and we have just the awareness piece of, right, the just cause, the why, the order of priorities, the mythology, the king, warrior, magician, lover. This is fucking gold. <laughs> it's fun, hey? This is good <laughs> shit. Yeah. I just want to change gears real quick, right? Because that's that's the awareness piece, right? That's the awareness piece. These are the critical things that you need to be aware of to figure out how to kind of get whatever area of your life it is to the next level. And I think that that uh, so many of the listeners and the viewers are just like at the moment, <laughs> like fuck. Okay. Let me let me pause and start working on the shit and come back in like two months and listen to the rest of it, which is good. Like that's the you know that's perfectly fine. I want to talk a little bit about, you have this awareness piece, right? And, and so we start working towards the just cause and the why, and we start working towards the different priority of needs. And we figure out, you know, when we're too much of a particular archetype, too much of a particular character, and we start, you know, we, we get some momentum here. We get some forward momentum. When it comes to becoming the best version of yourself in different, parts of your life, right? And you're kind of, you're there, you've got the forward momentum, you're heading in the right direction. And for whatever reason, you start to let different standards in different areas of your life start to slide, right? And you start going from forward momentum, leveling up to stagnating, to starting to regress a little bit. What's your experience through your line of work with uh, the, the, the sliding of standards, the death by a thousand cuts, so to speak, and how to kind of catch that before it gets out of control and how to reverse it? Yeah. So obviously the first one we've just talked about, high-level awareness is like would be the first step on that or like following the hierarchy. The second thing to actually like do is to understand and use those tools and be like, cool, I need to use some magician energy. Like if your king doesn't have a plan and he doesn't know like your own kingdom and your own city, how can he make it grow and flourish and thrive? can't. He's no idea what's going on. He's got to go ask everyone. It's like his needs, like advisors. So for you specifically, if thinking of advisors, what, like for me, if I ask the question, you know, what is a really good advisor for you? And it's a pen and a piece of paper. Like it's get clear. It's write your plan down. It's have the courage and like sort of the balls to write down all of your goals on a whiteboard and put into a whiteboard here and then write them down and figure out the strategies. Ask a friend, ask someone just to help you figure those out. Once you sort of get to that position of understanding. The next thing, which is, this is so important, and it comes down to two things, sorry, two more things. Because I talk about this all the time. Sales calls, people in the program, all the time. It, a lot of it comes down to, you know, so simple, but like, I just, I don't have the words right now to explain how powerful I'm trying to put as much energy as I can into these words. And it's accountability and routine. With that plan, boom, like, 
Catch you later. Now, how do you get accountability is like a real good question. Um, well, you either provide something of value to people who you can keep, you know, accountable to. Reach out, work on your social skills to someone. If you are social, it's like, you know, what's that thing holding you back? Maybe you probably need some more awareness first. Get clear on your uh, purpose or whatever it is. But if you do, it's like, well, you can reach out to people. You can join a group or you can pay for it. Like whatever that accountability is. Sometimes people need, I was literally talking to, um, had Heston Russell, who's at the moment, he's big in the Queensland government because he's starting a liberal party and stuff. And he is jacked. He looks so good all the time. And he just said, he's like, dude, last year I had to hire myself a PT, someone like me, who was super jacked. He's like, just to keep me accountable for things. But he's like, I did it. I swallowed my pride. And I was like, eh, I'm going to do this. I want to be more fit than I am now. I need to hire a PT. And it's like, I respect that. Like, so much. So accountability is so important. And I think, you know, for men in particular, like one thing sort of girls do naturally is like have like the girl groups and stuff, like we kind of fall to it. But guys, we just get obsessed with things, not people so much. Obsessed with your business, obsessed with a new toy, obsessed with a new hobby, whatever it is. And then you can very easily sort of fall out of the, well, I'm actually like social time, like with the friends, but social friends are one thing, but a professional network is another thing. You're nodding. Joe is nodding, guys, right now. Some big nods. A professional network is another thing. And find a way to get it. And if not, join something that you can get in in order to have that. Because then that healthy competition in a professional sense, it's not bagging each other out like you do with your friends for whatever it is. It's like, no, no, no. We've got standards to meet. I know mine. I know yours. Who can get there the most effective and efficiently without any damage on the way? Like, that is positive, man. That is positive. It it's is the powerful. it's the um the the way I like to think of it is worthy rivals. Oh, I like that. You know, is is uh, think of your competition as a way of holding you accountable. Think of your competition as a way of helping you get better. Uh, you know, not not something that you need to beat for the sake of winning the competition or you know winning the particular battle, but. Worthy rivals will hold you accountable and they will make sure that you don't find yourself in a position where you are consciously or unconsciously allowing your standards to slide. So I think it's super, super powerful. Yeah, and they'll cool you out, man. And then as well, in that, in a group like that as well with professional people, um, you, when you do create your professional network is ask for help. Ask for some damn help. Us as guys with our pride, a lot of times it just gets in the way and we don't damn ask for help. Like I get so many people message me like to jump on my program and stuff and they'll be like, I've never really asked for help before, bro. Like here and I'm like, okay, let's step you through everything we jump on. If it's good fit, it's good fit. If it's not, it's not. But I'll guide you through everything and give you everything you need so that you can make that decision. And it's just so crazy that like, I'm like, oh man, I keep forgetting that people don't ask for help because in just some of the networks that I've created myself and part of the courses that I have, it's just happening all the time. Everyone, like, find yourself a group where, like, and create it. Like, if you haven't got one, create something and create something of what as much as value that people want to come to. One thing that worked really well for me was doing ice baths every Friday at my house. I call this thing Frosty Fridays, and I just get people to come around. And, you know, a lot of people that have sort of business mind, like, oh, that's challenging. Yeah, come around. We'll have an ice bath. Everyone was networking, meeting. I met some of the best people in my life at those damn things that have contributed to any success that I've ever had or will make. It's, it's amazing. So just, like, something like that is like, wow, you wouldn't think of it as, like, a technique for that, but... It is. What they'll do in, in a group like that is they will hold you accountable at a high standard, but they'll celebrate your wins. And then they'll also like celebrate, like help you out when you're down too. Like every single time, like they'll see it. And that's like, that's a bulletproof strategy right there. And then once, obviously, once you've figured out your plans and you understand all your stuff and you understand what's going on, it's 
routine, routine, routine. I think that's so important. You know, it's like, obviously, I think bodybuilding is such a good analogy for this because when you're competing for a show, man, I said right now you're bulletproof. Is that a while ago? Like anything that needs to get done, you damn do it. Like we're talking about for the routine. Joe keeps a, he keeps a journal, guys. He tracks 30, every single 30 minutes of his day, every <laughs> single 30 minutes. So in case he got five minutes spare, he can do something else to get it in there. I was like, man, that is awesome. So like, and because of that, that sort of is going to, especially for the moment with like business success, like trying to run like a, a big business as well as compete in IFBB. Like for anyone who hasn't competed right now, the energy that it takes and the, the, the heart and the mind that it takes to actually do it is crazy. Like so many competitors don't get on stage. They don't make it. They don't get it that far because it's so much to like just take on. And you're doing it and you're doing it right now. But your routine right now would be like spot on. It's down to a point. <laughs> it's down to a point. <laughs> See? And he's got the professional network, guys, and he's got a plan. So there's bulletproof there. Man, it's something that I, I speak so often on and the listeners and the viewers uh, probably get sick of hearing this, but the, the importance of habits and routines, right? And one of the things, you know, I, I consistently get asked, you know, how do I improve my motivation? You know, how do I increase my levels of motivation? I was motivated to achieve this goal and then I achieved the goal and now I'm not motivated anymore. How do I, you know, how do I do it? Or, you know, my levels of motivation were really high when I was working towards this and then something happened in my life and, and it crashed back down and now I'm just not motivated anymore. And it's the ebbs and flows of motivation. And my answer is always the same. You don't have a motivation problem. You've got a habit and routine problem because the habits and the routines that you execute on day in, day out, no matter what the fuck is going on in your life will carry you through periods of high and low motivation. Motivation is going to come and go. It's going to come and go. We've all experienced periods of high levels of motivation and we've all experienced periods where we feel like absolute shit and we're down in the dumps. And the people who are able to get through those periods of low motivation are straight up the people that can anchor back in to solid habits, solid routines and do them no matter what. So it's huge. How do you go about making sure you execute on your habits and your routines because that's the <laughs> practical advice, right? Yeah, it is. How, how do you go about, because anyone can do it when, when you're highly motivated, right? You're, you're prepping for a competition or you're working on a new business venture or you've met this new partner and, you know, the relationship's going really well and you're just highly motivated. You can, you can do your habits and routines. You can fucking execute because the motivation's there. The question is, when the motivation drops off, What's the practical and strategic advice to anchor back in, do what you need to do on a daily basis? Oh, yeah. I got, got the answers for this one uh, from my perception, what I think is best. Well, obviously, first thing, I think that awareness is a huge point. If you understand your purpose, your vision, and mission, it's a lot less likely that, you know, when your motivation goes down, you're like, oh, I'm not motivated, but I'm going to do this stuff because it's getting me to my goal. The next, one is, the next one is understanding like your hierarchy, where you're at on it, and it's like, cool, these are the things that I need to prioritize right now. You have that awareness. It's clearing up all of the stuff, right? Less free your brain. Get out of your fear brain, get in your high-performance brain. Um, and then the third step is understanding King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. If your motivation's down, work on the magician. You need some magician time. You need to create that plan and sit down and think. Now, here's some practical advice because it's like just being aware of those things, just say that's how, like, how powerful they are because then you'd be like, okay, now what? Like, just one time I just got to follow through. Um, and then the other one is out of the book, Tiny Habits, BJ Fogg. I love this little formula. 
and it is B equals MAP. Behavior, so B equals MAP, BMAP. Behavior equals motivation times by ability times by prompt. And if you're looking on a scale in terms of like, you know, the things that you need to do in terms of motivation, because if he said it's not there, like it's not there. You got to build those habits and those routines. Now, this is like behavior is a habit. And the only thing that's going to keep them there is if you can keep them consistent over a period of time. So you're not having to think about it because we have a small tank of decision-making power in our brain. Obviously, everyone knows the story of Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs running the same thing every day so they can make better decisions at work. Um, and if you understand that, it's like, well, I want to make less decisions. But if you're creating a new habit, that's a, a conscious decision you have to make every single day. I'm going to eat this meal at this time. I'm going to eat this meal at this time. I'm going to eat this meal at this time. Eat this. And until you've done that for a long period of time, so you don't have to think about it, it's not a conscious decision. It's not going to take any willpower energy. But for the meantime, following BMAP is really important. So behavior is what you want to do. Motivation is you ask yourself the question, and that is, how motivated are you to do this thing? Let's say, for example, it's, uh, it's, it is eat a meal, right? How motivated are you to eat a meal? Like a healthy one and cook it and clean and do all that stuff. Right? How motivated are you? And then on the bottom of the, the axis, you'd think about uh, ability. Like how easy is it for you to do that? Let's use this as an example. So motivation, how motivated are you to eat a really healthy meal? Yes, I'm so motivated to eat it. Like I know that I should be doing that. Okay, so how hard is the ability to do it? Uh, well, the ability to actually do it is I've got to take out all of the ingredients from the fridge. I've got to cut all of them up. I've got to put oil in the pan. I've got to heat up the pan. Then I'm going to cut the meat, heat that up too. Then I'm going to wait 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes while it's cooking. Then I'm going to put salt on there. Then I put it together. And then what if it doesn't taste that good? And then I'm going to do this and then figure that out. And then I'm going to sit down, get the knives and forks eat my actual meal and then get up and then clean everything. Like the ability to do it is harder to do, right? Like it's so hard to do. Now, the prompt that you could use for that would be like, well, there isn't really a prompt, okay? You've got like your fridge and you've got like whatever it is. Now, let's say versus that versus you already have meal prep or you've bought meal prep. How much easier is it to do and follow along with that behavior when you're motivated to do it if all you need to do is grab a meal, put it in the fridge, press go for a minute and a half and then eat it? right? <laughs> and then a prompt that you could use and I use is like uh, prompts are very powerful because then they sort of give you the uh, intention or the reminder to be like, let's do it. And that is like for me, I have alarms on my phone, beep, 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 eat time. Cool. There's a prompt for me to do it. Same thing. People want to read a book and they're like, oh, I can't read a book. Put the book on your bed so that you have to pick it up and move it so that you read it. So that's BMAP. And you think about, and you need magician energy because I could say this, then you could leave from here and not do anything with it. You'd be, oh, that was really cool. And I didn't do shit about it, <laughs> right? Is you have to spend that time with a, either a spreadsheet or a pen and a piece of paper, and write it down. What are the behaviors that I need to do? Okay, how hard is it to do them? Okay, what's like the ability to do them? And then like, like how easy is it for me to do them? Can I do them easy? Is it hard? How can I make them easier to do? Then what's the prompt? What can I do? Can I set up an alarm? I'm going to put some shit here to make sure that I damn do it. Like it could be like, you know, you get in fit, whatever it is. You literally put a sign on a door, like do 10 push-ups. <laughs> so every time you go over a door, you're going to do 10 push-ups. Like you got to be a little bit out of the zone sometimes with the prompts if you really need to do that behavior um, for that habit. So I hope that was useful. I really like that little. I, I love it as well because I think, you know, one, one of the things that, one of the pieces of advice that I give when it comes to kind of pulling yourself out of low periods of motivation where you haven't yet, actually, let me just circle back real quick. Little hack, right, is when you're in a period of high motivation, use that to set new habits and routines, right? Because that's when it's going to be the easiest to do this BMAP, right? 
that's when it's going to be easiest because the motivation's there. That's the fire, man. Right? Yeah. So that's the first little hack. The piece of practical advice that I give when you're trying to pull yourself out of periods of low motivation or you're in a little bit of a slump is that action drives motivation, which drives more action. And what I really like about this BMAP little recipe that you gave is that it forces action, right? It's, it's an easy trap to fall into, to be in a slump and feel like shit and low levels of motivation and just sit there and feel sorry for yourself and not do anything about it because you don't know what the fuck to do. Here is a recipe of what the fuck to do, right? So you can start with the BMAP. That's actually going to force action and taking the action will actually start leveling up motivation. And as you build the momentum of motivation, you can take more action. You can build more habits and more routines. As it comes up, more habits, more routines. And then guess what happens? When the motivation levels drop again, as they inevitably will, you've built all these new habits and routines, right? You've got the prompts in there that prompt you to do them. And you just fucking do them without even thinking. It becomes unconscious or subconscious. Beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. Next action steps. Man, I want to ask you about balance. Because this is something that I uh, speak about a lot. It's something that I see a lot. Uh, and it's something that a lot of people struggle a lot with, right? And and I, I know right now I can hear the listeners' minds ticking over, the viewers' minds ticking over going, you know what, this is, this is good shit right? This is really good shit. How the fuck am I going to balance all of the things that I've got going on in my life? You know, my business, my career, my fitness, my family, my kids, all of these different plates that I'm trying to spin, all of these different balls that I'm trying to juggle. You know, it's one thing to, you know, have the awareness of the king, warrior, magician, lover. It's one thing to have the priority of the needs. It's one thing to know what my just cause is and know what my why is. But when push comes to shove, I got 24 hours in a day. I got to sleep in there somewhere. And then I've got all of this shit going on and I don't know what the fuck to do. What advice can you give when it comes to balancing all of the different areas of life. Yeah, so I'd like to, I like to sort of take the approach of like, how do you optimize all of the certain areas? And then also forgiving yourself when they are bad for certain periods. Because there's going to be periods where they're like just a bit shit, can't help it. But I think what's really important for people to do is to get like in touch with their emotions because when you're stressed, overwhelmed, sad about something, angry, whatever it is, the simple, you know, act of, oh, I'm feeling this emotion right now. It's coming. Uh, I'm feeling angry right? and not actually acting on it, understanding, okay, I'm angry. Why am I angry? Okay, I need to tell someone that I'm angry. <laughs> if you're in a relationship, you're a business owner or you're just either with your partner or whatever it is, something happens and you get really angry, is be like a real awesome goal, I think, to have is to be able to like look at them straight in the face and just be like, just need to let you know that I'm so angry right now. Like nothing on you, no pressure on you. It's just happening to me and I can't figure it out yet. It's just a real useful tool to have and being able to label your emotions. Um, reading any sort of book on emotions, I think is really important just to like label them. Like the opposite of pride is shame. The happiness, to, the opposite to sadness is joy. Not happiness, joy. So understanding all of those different like emotions and then label them when you can. Um, like 
all the time. It comes in the book Nonviolent Communication, um, a lot of John Gray's uh, communication books and a lot of David Dieter's books, which is really awesome as well. Labeling, labeling your emotions, so important. Helps your body acknowledge them, feel what they are, oof, going down. That's sort of like a real practical tool that you can use. And then telling someone. And then knowing that just going to someone, hey, I'm really angry right now, sometimes may not happen, may not work. You need to work as a consistency of work and process. That's the skill for it to sit in your body to... All right, now I can get out of the fear response in my brain and get into the high performance part of my brain. That's like the best thing that we want. But in terms of specific balance, that's like a that's sort of like a, a safety mechanism when things are well way out of balance. But I like to I created like a wheel um, at the moment. It's specific to everyone, but this is like a a just like a majority thing than what I've experienced in terms of what the wheel should look like. And I split it up between mind and body on one side. So on the mind side, we start with stillness and we always start with stillness. And the stillness is sort of like, you know, your your monk type of vibes. You understand, okay, how much stillness are you getting? And I believe that you know, if you talk about people like in normal jobs, everyone's got different stuff, but everyone needs a certain amount of stillness a day to like recharge their brain, the brain energies, chemicals, hormones, like whatever it is. And if you're not hitting that amount of st uh, stillness in one day, your body goes, ah, that's fine. We'll get it tomorrow. Ah, that's fine. If you don't get it the next day, we'll get it tomorrow. We'll save it for the weekend. Or some people have Sundays. Ugh, just need that stillness. But some people just keep going. And then it's like, okay, so if a month comes, you're going to need to take like, you know, maybe three days off. Your business owner, can you actually take three days off? What are you doing? Take three days off. Recharge. For some people, they go all year, then they get their long service leave. Boom, I'm taking four weeks off. They do this the whole time. They're just laying down like, oh, <laughs> try to recharge. Then they come back. And you see this happen like with people who have really burnt this at the end and have experienced this with like a lot of people that I work with, now come back after no stillness, like whatsoever, or like me time, any of that, scheduled in whatever, they get sick, dude. Like sick. I mean, like they just stop on a holiday with their partner, like throwing up, flu, all of the stuff that their body was like holding off on is process. Catch you later. So stillness, understanding that takes 12% of your energy, I believe. Whether that be daily, which is like, Something like 45 minutes, something like that, 45 minutes to an hour. Sorry, it's like an hour. Sorry, like an hour plus, something like that. Um, and then the next phase on that is um, like control, self-control and optimization. And on like the, uh, I would say that stillness is directly opposite um, recharging and control is directly across from eating. So I believe that if we have like a good amount of control that we have, we have certain st uh, stillness, we can have control over what we do, which means we can make the decisions that we need to have. And if we can make real good decisions, it's a lot easier for us to have grit and a tougher mentality and sort of like be able to push through things. What's your mental toughness? That's like the third phase. If you can get those done mentally, you can help understand, get some stillness, be able to have control, make good decisions, and then um, understand your mental toughness across the mental type, they all take 12% each of your day. And then you've got effort. So effort is across from grit. Once you're mentally tough, it's like, cool, I can put effort into stuff. You know what it's like? Walking to your business and it's like, I've got this to crush, this to do, whatever it is. Um, whether it's king decisions, warrior decisions, whatever it is, you got to get stuff done. When you're at the gym, it's like an hour of the most maximum effort that you can put into something. That takes up 25% of your energy. But if you're, those things aren't optimized, makes it a little bit harder, depending on what you're operating at. Then eating, because eating like takes so much of your body's energy to like digest, get rid of, do, chew, cook, eat, 
go to the shops, buy, order, all that stuff. There's just so much energy with it. That also takes 25% of your energy. Eating and, and drinking, it just takes up so much. And if that's not optimized as well and you're not making good controlled decisions with those, it's a lot harder. One underneath that is, re and that takes 25%. So together, eating and effort is 50%. And then the other one is recharging. Physically recharging, not mentally. Physically recharging. What is that? Sometimes that could just be, you know, going for a walk at the beach with a loved one. That could literally be meditating, sitting still. Could be a massage, could be like whatever it is into your routine. Now, it's understanding sort of on that wheel, starting at like, it goes if you're like a pie chart, you'd have stillness like at the bottom to the right and then the next would be self-control, then mental toughness and then um, effort and then eating and then recharging. And if you understand that, you know, that 12% of stillness is going to contribute to 12% of control, which is going to contribute to 12% of mental toughness, which is then going to contribute to 25% of effort, 25% of making eat good eating decisions back down to 12% of recharging, then it's like, that's good balance. But if you're out of balance and you have a look, like what I see a lot of people do is they're at like 75% effort, man. They're just boom, 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 boom. When they're operating at 75% effort, what's the next thing that suffers? What they eat what they choose to eat and whatever it is. And then what else suffers from that? Recharging. They're not taking any time to like recharge or do whatever, which then pulls away from stillness, which then goes back out to like mental de-stress. So it's sort of being able to sit back and make the like decisions and have a look of like, okay, where do I need some damn balance at? And I can tell you for like a majority of people, it's having like in their routine and structured, I don't know if you do anything like this, but structured like I get a massage every Wednesday whatever it is, like physical. Okay, once a day before bed, I spend 20 minutes before bed and at 11 a.m., I'm just going to listen to some binaural music and just stillness. No one talk to me, notifications off, like whatever it is, so I can just have this because I need this peace of mind right now in order to, you know, make sure that this is flowing because I want control, like to be able to self-control good decisions. I want mental toughness. I want to be able to have as much sustainable effort as possible and I want to be making sure that all of my nutrients needs are met so I can fuel my brain and my body because I'm the most important asset for my life, my business, my career, my relationship. I need to be serving that. And then I need to be making sure that, you know, I'm getting my body serviced, like recharged. If you just sort of think about that and you start applying it, balance comes. <laughs> Sorry, one another tip. Bro, <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> like, Thank no, you. fucking, I, I can't put into words how good that, that, what, that little pie chart, like I've taken, I, literally, I don't take notes in podcasts. <laughs> I've taken a fucking but full page you. of notes just for me personally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this, it is so good. And I do so much of this without even knowing that I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. I, I don't even know that I'm doing this, but the way that you that you articulate this, like I can, I, I see how it plays out, right? And I know, and I know when I'm out of balance, exactly what you just said. You know, perhaps I haven't been, you know, one of one of my things in terms of the stillness piece, uh, stillness and also recharging is meditation, right? I meditate every day. What if time? I if I if I miss a couple of days that I'm not meditating, guess what happens to my balance? Fucking flows out. Right, I, I just I I can a hundred percent speak from experience that this shit is 
golden. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Golden. I feel really good. Thank so you. So good, I feel man. so happy that you. So good. Yeah. Uh, man, we could go for hours. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could literally, like, I feel like we just started talking. Yeah, but we, pretty much. <laughs> but, but we, man, we, we have been going for over an hour and I'm very conscious of your time. Um, and look, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, bro. First and foremost, because I think, you know, guys, listen, like this, uh, the content in this podcast is, is deep, right? Like this is, this is, you know, we talk about practical and strategic advice and, and sometimes it's very kind of surface level. This shit is like bottom of the ocean deep. Um, so, you know, if you've listened to this podcast and you're like, you know, I picked up a couple of things. This is the show that you want to listen to a few times right? This is the show that you want to listen to and take notes like I have. Full page of fucking notes while I've been interviewing Corey, just for my personal use. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? There is so much value in this episode. And for that, I just want to say thank you so much, man. Oh, thank really, you. really appreciate it. For the listeners and the viewers, where can they find you? Where's the best place to, to, to connect? You know, if they just want to reach out and say thank you, for, the, for, for this show or if they want to reach out and they want to inquire with some of the coaching services that you offer or they got some questions about some of the things you've covered, where is the best place? Please follow me and message me on Instagram. That is where like I keep majority of all of my stuff. It's sort of like my webpage. I do have a website, coreyboutwell.com. I have my own podcast, which is called Corey Batwell podcast on everything. Um, majority of those is on YouTube as well. And that's about it. The program that I run, I go through all of these stuff. I got slides and things for all of these. It's called Overcome the Chaos. And the only way to apply for that or for anything is on Instagram anyway. So if anyone's interested, um, please send me a message. But dude, I just want to say a huge thank you to you because um, like all of these things and you like validating this stuff because I look up to you and like business-wise, like you're a business thank mentor. You, you, thank you. You spend a lot of time and help people, you know, crush stuff in business as well. As you have your business sorted out, you've got your vision and your mission like sorted out. You understand your wine, all these things. And it's like, you're living it. You've got the puppy, you've got the um, wife, like you sorted all these things out. You've got a beautiful team and like the headquarters and stuff. It's amazing, bro. And you created that for yourself. And if, if anyone else who is listening is, you can create that too. Like, and if you understand, like, as we mentioned, all these things that I talked about, Joe was like, I do those. I do those all the time. And he's like, I don't even, I'm not even aware that I do this, but I do this and I understand it. And it's like, if you can get conscious of, on these, the only the difference between someone who has got like crazy amount of like success or not even success, just whatever you want or you desire is just the decisions that they've made. And they've made really good decisions based on, you know, either their gut feeling or their level of consciousness and awareness. And if you're ready to like move forward and push through on certain things is you want to be aware of all of this stuff so that you can make those precise decisions to you so that you can take advantage of forward momentum like you have, man. So thanks for living it. Thanks for doing it. And thanks for having me on so I can share. My absolute pleasure, mate. Um, how do you spell, spell your Instagram handle? Because I yep. want to make sure that, because there's a few different <laughs> ways to spell Corey <laughs> yeah. and your last name is a little bit tricky. So it's at? Yeah, Corey. So C-O-R-E-Y. Yep. Boutwell, B-O-U-T. W-E-L-L. And I was writing that into the table. You were. You were. It's in there forever now. <laughs> Just remember Cor my name. <laughs> Corey Batwell. Uh, make sure you go and, uh, and, and, and pay Corey a visit. Corey, the one thing that we ask in return uh, for the listeners and the viewers, uh, if they have listened to this 
episode and they've taken some value. Uh, you know, they've taken some notes. They've enjoyed listening to us have a conversation as a fly on the wall. We don't run ads on the show. We don't run ads for the show. The one thing we ask in return is that you guys share the show. Uh, you can share it person to person. Next time you're having a conversation with your friends or your family about some content that you've listened to, a Netflix series you've watched or a movie you went and saw or a podcast you listened to, that's where you drop it, the Fitness Times Business Podcast. One of the things I really love seeing, especially when I have guests on, uh, is you guys taking a screenshot of your favorite podcasting platform, whatever you're listening to at the moment, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram story, tag Corey in it. You've got his handle. He spelled it out for you. Tag myself, Joseph Mensel, as you guys know, and Corey and I will see those tags and we'll repost as many of them as we possibly can. Uh, Corey, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Absolutely, bro. Thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, flying down from the Gold Coast for this podcast. I appreciate your time and you know you sharing this incredibly valuable knowledge for free with the listeners and the viewers. Um, I truly appreciate it. I'm sure that the listeners and viewers truly appreciate it. So thank you once again. Oh, bro, I feel blessed. Guys, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you enjoyed this episode and took some value from it, make sure you share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And if you haven't yet, be sure to leave us a five-star rating. 